Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Cross Court Coverage. I am Marty the Meat Man, and I am joined today by my other half, my co-host, Grace Roberts. Grace, how are we feeling today? We are feeling amazing. So ready for this weekend and this episode. I think we have some fun things to talk about. Um, oh, hell so yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, everybody else had a good week. Happy Sunday, I guess it is for y'all, but... Uh, can't wait yeah, to happy uh, Sunday. <laughs> happy Sunday, yes. I know it's Saturday for us, but that broke um, my brain for three seconds. <laughs> yeah, it was like Sunday, um, like, oh, but man. yeah, yeah. I'm ready. I, I can't wait to uh, uh, get into some of these topics. Yeah, I think we have a great show lined up. We're gonna, uh, you know, dive a little bit more into the players that me and Grace hold at our top fives, uh, both Celtics and NBA league wide uh disclaimer i don't know if any of my top five players that are uh actually of all top five celtics and nba one player is currently in the league (laughs) really (laughs) only one player is currently in the league of my top 10 uh well two separate top fives but you know what i mean four of mine are four of mine are still okay okay um I guess we can dive right into that. Do you want to start with Celtics or do you want to start with NBA? C's first. Yeah, let's do C's first. Yeah. The best team first. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Want to do a countdown version, five down to one? Yeah. You have them ranked? All right. I have them ranked too. Cool. I have them ranked. Um, I'll I'll start. Uh, My number five of my top five all-time Celtics uh, is Mr. Jason Taco J. Tatum himself. our beautiful young baby boy, uh, four-time All-Star, three times All-NBA, All-Rookie in 2017. Uh, one of the most fire signature shoe drops coming out of Jordan in forever. I'm six for six on the drops. Shout out me. Real. Also, JT, I can give you my routing number. You can just have the you know the bank account at this point. When a shoe comes yeah. out, just give it to me. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm sick of going through this Nike process. Like, dude, just take my money. I'm buying the shoe. <laughs> classic um but yeah i mean he's quote unquote new to the team like i said he was a rookie in 2017 so he's been playing for five years now wow um, that's honestly it feels like it's been forever i don't know why my my brain i'm like because he's, he's 19 <laughs> yeah i'm like he's been a celtic for his entire life my whole life yeah well i mean he is growing up with us i think that's part of True. why he's in my in my top five uh you know when we didn't really have a, a team all put together and everything when he was a rookie. I kind of saw that sparkle, that fire. Um, saw it with JB, too. No discredit to JB. He's my honorable mention for my Celtics list. Spoiler alert, he's not higher than JT. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Tatum just kind of came in. I respect the hell out of him for, like, the way he plays his game, uh, but also just the way he is as a person. He puts Deuce first. Uh, which is really cool to see the way that he incorporates Deuce into his day-to-day and just part of the team and everything like that. Uh, Great dad, great person, great player. I'm going to miss the uh, Grant uh, Deuce beef (laughs) on the team. The fake Grant Deuce beef was beautiful. I I loved it. Well, I I think Jay and uh, Grant were actually very good friends outside of the team itself. So I'm sure they'll stay close. But Uncle yeah. Grant will not be, uh, you know, getting the cold shoulder in the locker room from Deuce anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, number five, Jason Tatum, 
the ninth he's only 19 he'll only be 19 until the day he retires uh i love the kid i love the kid i can't wait to see where he goes and he i think he'll just fly up my list eventually throughout time to the moon right yeah (laughs) to the moon pinned at number five for me so who's your five number five it okay okay might might be a little you know look i have such vivid memories of the dog days of the Celtics, you know, yep. <laughs> we were in a weird era after post the championship, sort of struggling without our main players. We lost Kevin Garnett. We lost obviously Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, all these players, Rondo gone. Right. Um, and while Perk. it's true that, you know, <laughs> while it's true that he was not necessarily, you know, a star, he didn't have the stats necessarily that other players who have played for the Celtics have had. I'm not saying he's Larry Bird. Right. However, I think that there was something so cool about the way that he led the team. He had come from, you know, he he wasn't, we weren't really expecting a whole lot out of him. I mean, we knew that he was no. a good player and he, he still is, I mean, not now, but he still continued to be a good player. But I think he really came out of nowhere and he sort of, you know, now we're so used to having had Marcus Smart um, yeah. rip um, that I think we forget that there was this period after Rondo when it was like, who the fuck is our point guard? Who the fuck is leading this team on the court? Yeah. And so I think there was something special about his play. I mean, some of his games were just electric. Like, they were fun to watch. Um, and so I just have such fond memories, and I appreciate what he did while he was with us. So, yeah, he's num- he's my number five. Not to mention doing it all at 5'9", like, in, a big, <laughs> like in, a, in, in, in the NBA. Like, he's tiny. And that guy he's was... So he, he dropped a couple, I don't know if it was 50 bonds, but I remember him putting up 40-point games yep. and going crazy. And, yep. you know, it was. It, you're right, it was electric. Like, in a time where the Celtics weren't great and we were all figuring it all out, he kind of kept he, uh, the fans interested. Yeah, and he was he was second-team All-NBA. He was a, a All-Star twice during his uh, three years with the Celtics. Um, yep. And that sort of be, that became, like, the defining of his career was his time with the Celtics, and he had such an oh, impact yeah. in really not – a terribly long time so i love him i i think that he's awesome and i uh i hate that he had to spend his last season with the the hornets who suck yeah yeah <laughs> who are quite bad <laughs> who are very bad um no that's a good number five i didn't think well not that i didn't think of it but i i don't know my i have quite contrarian uh top five celtics so i'll go to my number four okay uh the big man the beast the crazy man Mr. KG, Kevin Garnett, Hall of Famer, number five, hung in our rafters, one ring, 15 All-Stars, nine-time All-NBA, Defensive Player of the Year in 2007-2008, MVP in 2003, 12-time All-Defense, All-Rookie in 95. This guy was a freak. I loved his game. I grew up watching him, you know, over in Minnesota, and he was the best guy on a team that just did nothing. And I was like, someone needs to save this guy. And I would always be like, oh, what if he went to the Celtics? That would be really cool. And then he said, <laughs> and then he said I would never. And I was like, damn, that hurts. Shit. And then we, and then we got him. <laughs> so I don't know what trick or wizardry uh, Danny Ainge pulled off, but KG ends up being on the team. Uh, he ends up being the... I would say second piece in our Boston three party of Paul Pierce, uh, Ray Allen, and 
himself. The the trash talking, the absolute grit and grind. You know, it's why I loved Marcus Smart. It's why I love a lot of players. It's just that tenacity. I'll give him a million points for the best trash talk I've ever heard when he went into yep. Carmelo's ear and said, hey, your wife tastes like Cheerios. I was like, bro, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but Carmelo wants to fight you outside the locker room after this yeah. game. So you pissed him off. <laughs> yeah, that's that's beachfront real estate in anybody's mind. <laughs> Rent free for the rest of the game. He's just like, hey, man. Yeah, you don't even you have to fucking unpack that all game. Figure that out in 40 minutes. <laughs> so, stuff like that, the uh the headbutting of the uh the hoop underneath the basket every game, he would just like slam his head to the to the hoop and then just talk to himself and my brother would be like, "Yo, what is wrong with this guy?" And I go, "Yeah, He's that guy's fire." Crazy. Yeah. That guy's crazy. <laughs> My brother's like, this guy is nuts. I'm like, yeah, and he's on my team. Yep. <laughs> I was like, damn straight. That's how you win. You get one crazy motherfucker. You get a Dennis you always, Rodman. You get a, You need one. <laughs> always need one. All the and best he teams. Went to, he went to bat for anyone on that team. If anyone got roughed up or if anyone got like a weird foul, he'd be in the rest face. He'd be in a, the other team's face. He'd be on the other team's bench. He'd be yelling at other coaches like KG. Absolutely. I think he's the epitome of what every other player should look for if they want to have that dog in him. You got to get that. Yeah. Whatever whatever dog was in KG, that's what your your highest aspiration is. Yeah. So 100%. for me, KG, number four, locked. <laughs> well, I got to say, KG actually is also on my list. He's not number four, Ooh. but he's on there. So don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll give okay. my spiel in, in a few minutes. But um, for me, it gets hard here. I was having trouble, but my number four... Uh, is Marcus Smart. Okay. I love Marcus Respect. Smart. I loved him from the moment he came into the league. Um, I, you know, we obviously I can't say enough good things about him on this podcast, but for me, he epitomized what it meant to be a Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics. Boston Celtic. <laughs> um, he, uh, he was just tenacious, didn't care about the fact that he was often – you know, what other people were saying outside of his team, what mattered to him is how he was going to be best for his team on the court. How was he going to help them succeed? It didn't matter, you know, the naysayers, the haters outside the org. Um, Even Boston fans sometimes failed to appreciate him. And so I think that there was something so special about- Way too often. Yeah. And like, I I truly, I say it, I think they would say it too, probably. I don't think that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the players they are if they hadn't had Marcus Smart in their first years in the league. I oh, think I that completely agree. having him as a leader uh, is just something that so few people are going to get to have in the NBA, and those that do get to have it are remarkably lucky. So I think that he epitomized everything that I love about the Celtics, and I just, that man can do no wrong in my mind. He could have done anything. Yep. Um, but... <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so, so there's, there's mine. I know it's, it's, everybody's gonna be like, but he wasn't even that good. Shut up. He was that, no, he was that good. (laughs) He was that good. There's something to say for Marcus, and I know he's probably said it before, and Cross Court Coverage is a stand podcast for Marcus Smart, if you ever realize that. We really don't cover the NBA or the Celtics, we cover Marcus Smart. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Um, but no, there's the intangibles. Like, no matter what, if you look at a stat sheet and you want to be like, oh, he's not the best player in the league, there's things that you can't even, like, measure up. Or, you know, it's just, he's just got those 
intangibles. Um, and I also like that we both went very grit and grind tenacious with our number four pick. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But uh, um, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. How about your number three? Number three uh, is King Celtic himself. Uh, rest in peace, number six, Mr. Bill Russell. This is oh, my is number, number three, three, too. Let's go. My okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll tag team this one. Bill Russell, uh, five MVPs, 11 rings, Hall of Fame, number six in our rafters, but also just retired around the whole league, which is insane. Crazy. Uh, all defense in 1968. Love that season. You know, I watched a lot of it. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was, I was around. Yeah, <laughs> um, twelve-time All-Star, you know, the epitome of, you know, he not only for what he did for the Celtics. I mean, like everyone wants to knock Bill Russell. Oh, he was playing against plumbers. Oh, he was playing against people who you know couldn't even shoot the ball. Blah blah blah. That's not the point. The point is, is that he played for the Celtics his whole career. Uh, there were a couple years where he was both player and coach and still won rings. Uh, he was active in the civil rights movement. Uh, he was active in the city of Boston. And, you know, a lot of haters are going to say, oh, Boston's a racist city. Like, there's a reason that Bill Russell at the end of the day still came back to Boston. There's a yeah. reason at the end of the day that Bill Russell still loved Boston. And it's because what he did and who he was transcended all of that. Transcended sports. It transcended uh, the racist beliefs and issues and everything like that. Bill Russell was a cornerstone of Boston period, not the Celtics, not the, not the NBA, but Boston. Um, so I'd love to hear what you have to say about him. I mean, he's legendary period. Yeah. I mean, there's not enough that you can say about the fact that he played 13 years in the NBA and won in those 13 years, 11 championships, 11. Yep. <laughs> really built, you know, we always we throw around the word dynasty, but it was a Celtics dynasty. Like oh, this yeah. was the crown achievement of our organization and continues to be was the period of time in which he played for us. Um, and can't forget that he did also win two NCAA championships um, yep. in San Francisco. But beyond that, I think you're totally right. So much of what he is beyond the All-Stars, beyond, you know, MVP so much of what he did for Boston and also just for the league in general was, you know, being a social activist, being outspoken, being a person who was on the court and fought hard for his team, but then off the court fought hard for himself and everybody around him. Um, and I think that, you know, there's no, you can't, there's a reason you can't have a conversation with about the Celtics without bringing up Bill Russell. Correct. Like he yep. is just, he, he is the Boston Celtics. What we are, we owe so much to him. So I love him. I mean, I wish, I wish I had, you know, been able to watch him actually play at the time that it was happening. Right. But <laughs> I'm unfortunately just a young, I'm, I'm a little kid here. Um, but yeah, so incredible. Hey, even, my, great... even my old ass didn't get to see him. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but just such a great, great player, great person um, that you know, I can't believe how fortunate the Celtics were that he was ours, you know, for his whole career. Like, that's for his whole career. so special. But, yeah, great number three on both sides, I think so. Oh, yeah. And uh, 11 of our 17, like, that's crazy. The that's Celtics insane. hang their hat on 17 banners all the time, but you can't do that without 11. Like, we've only won 11. six without Bill. <laughs> we've won six without Bill Russell. I would have so... loved, loved to 
to have been alive during those like that whole period can you imagine just having that 11 (laughs) championships like in the span of 13 years that would be awesome that's a that's a great problem to have. Oh man, we're going to the playoffs again. Oh man, we won yeah. again. Like, oh. <laughs> Every other team's just trying to figure out how to be in the NBA. We're like, yeah, yeah. we run this shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bill Russell, we love you. Rest in peace. The man, the myth, the legend. Uh I'm gonna go to another legend though for my number two. And that's Larry Legend. Larry Bird, number 33. Hanging up in the rafters. I think all of my players besides Tatum have their number retired. Um, yeah, real. Larry's got Larry's got three of the other rings. So mm-hmm. if Bill's got eleven, Larry's got three. There's only three more to find. Uh, Hall of Famer, two times Final MVP, twelve time All Star, Rookie of the Year in whatever I think it was seventy nine. Yeah, seventy nine eighty. Uh, three time All Defense, three time League MVP, ten time All NBA. The hick from French Lick, Mr. Three-Pointer himself. And, like, I hate – I'm going to actually defend Larry here before I even start gassing him up. One of the best three-point shooters, period, the end, the NBA has seen. The problem yes. is is that he was not in the era of shooting the three-point ball. Really? He, like, everyone's everyone wants to be like, oh, well, Larry Bird would, like, be trashed, like, in these days. I'm like, no. If the game was pace and space and shoot the three-ball like it is now back then, Larry might be the all-time scorer – I think that, you know, he was something that was completely untapped. His potential, even in how great he was, uh, I think that that the stats would be even crazier if the three ball was more of of a thing. But even so, like, offensive weapon but defensive beast, uh, we're going to go back to trash talking. Like, if KG could spit it, Larry Bird could spit it too. Like, I just love a guy who's going to say whatever he's got to say. Uh, I love the dynamic he had with Michael and uh, with Magic. They hated each other. They all hated each other. Like, it wasn't like this NBA nowadays where, like, oh, let's dap up. Let's give a hug. Let's whisper in each other's ears after the game. It's like, no, fuck you. We beat your ass. Get the hell out of my goddamn arena. Like, that's how that that was played. It was for blood. uh, And Larry was collecting bodies. Larry Bird is just quintessential peak white guy in the nba (laughs) seriously (laughs) like i know it's like always dragged like oh like uh, white guys in the nba like our token players blah 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 no larry was like nah i am i am him and i'm gonna lead this i am going to lead this team that bill russell left behind and i'm gonna get us some rings too don't worry real so larry legend number two for me that's and that's i'm glad that you you put him on there because honestly my brother larry is his favorite celtic of all time probably favorite NBA player of all time and shout out brother Roberts. <laughs> yeah. If he, if, if Andrew did not hear Larry mentioned on these lists, he would have been pissed, but, uh, <laughs> so good, good call. Um, so my number two, the man we've already talked about, Kevin Garnett. KG. I love him. Um, I was, I, so immediately when the Brooklyn Nets went back to Brooklyn and he ended up going to the Nets, that's that's the only non-Celtics shirt or jersey I have. I got his okay. Nets shirt right after it it happened. I was in New York City at the like NBA store they have there, um, yeah. and that's what I got. And I uh, yeah, I mean he was just. I think I got a lot a lot of my you know basketball knowledge and basketball love comes from my brother, and he loved Kevin Garnett. So 
I think growing up, seeing how much my brother idolized him, I was like, I want that guy. I like that guy the yep. best. Um, <laughs> you know, and beyond the stats, you know, like we said, just a, a grade A a hole out there, willing to say that say whatever yep. he could to get get in the other team's heads. And um, he was also great in uh, what's that Adam Sandler movie? Uh, Uncut Gems. Yeah. Uncut Gems. He's yep. great. In that. <laughs> I love him. He's my favorite part. Um, he's unhinged in Uncut Gems. He is unhinged, and that's so funny to me. I just think he's I like... I mean, it's very on brand. <laughs> right. I was like, I don't know that he was really playing a character. Like, that's just Kevin Garnett. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, dude, um, just speak these words. <laughs> but, yeah. So, that's that's my number two. Uh, you know, what a guy. Just another guy that, man, we are so lucky that he was a Celtic. Oh, Yeah. No, I want to just jump in with one quick just to speak on how much of a trash talker and how scared everyone was of KG's trash talk. Yeah. Uh, plays into your, uh, you love Steven Adams. Steven Adams, uh, when he came into the league, I think he was a rookie or it was his second year, but uh, he was playing against, I think it was Brooklyn, and KG's coming down the lane. Uh, you know, Steve Adams is getting ready to play defense and KG just starts chirping at him, chirping at him, chirping at him. Yep. And Steven Adams, because he's from Australia or New Zealand, uh, yep. looks at him and in his New Zealand accent goes, no English. And KG <laughs> just goes, oh, okay. He doesn't speak English. That's fine. So <laughs> I remember for that. Reason, for some reason, he falls for it um, and leaves him alone for the rest of the game. But I it's just awesome. think that. Steven Adams didn't want that smoke and found the easiest way out. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But all time, both, I think that's an all time KG and Steven Adams story. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Absolutely love it. To my number one, because I haven't heard it from you either, I think we might have the same number one, but maybe not. No, you don't think no. so? <laughs> People are not going to be happy about my number one. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll make the people happy with my number one. My number one, number 34, Mr. PP, Mr. Paul Pierce, the truth, the man. I love him. He's my absolute favorite goddamn Celtic ever. It's a good uh, one. It's it's the best one. <laughs> it's, it's the best one. According, to, best according one. to me, man. According, according to me, it's the best one. Um, but 34 up in the rafters, uh, one ring. Uh, back and forth battler with LeBron and Kobe. Uh, yep. That era was just crazy awesome for basketball. So special. Uh, my brother, my brother's a Heat fan, so uh, the LeBron and uh, Paul Pierce battles between Miami and uh, the Celtics are legendary. Uh, finals MVP of the 2008 Finals, ten-time All Star, four-time All All NBA, All Rookie in 1998, Hall of Famer. Also, uh, I think the craziest part and why I uh, first fell in love or like first uh, started to respect Paul Pierce was the stabbing at the nightclub in Boston. Guy oh, got yeah. stabbed 11 times and then the next season played all 82 games. And like, yep. mind you, I was a kid and like, I think I heard that like one or two seasons later because we didn't have the internet like we do now. But yeah. I heard that story and I was like, this guy is hard AF, like what the yeah. how how do you what I would quit the league, I would get out of like you got stabbed eleven times. You're good you're good to hang up the laces. Like you don't need to play, like get out of there. Yeah. And he's like, nah dog, I'm not gonna miss a game next season. And he That's did That's so he, hard. So hard. Like it's so hard to miss not miss a game in general, let right. alone being 
assaulted in the offseason. He bled for this team. Another trash talker. I think one of my favorite videos, it's either against Reggie Miller or someone else on the Pacers, but he's dribbling the ball. There's like five seconds left, and he's just jawing. He's just talking shit to whoever's covering him, and he's like, I'm going to hit this. And he pulls up and pulls that three and splashes it on their face. And, like, they're in his grill defending him. And he's just like, I told you. Just absolute electric. I think he has, like, the uh, percentage-wise, one of the higher clutch factors in the NBA history. Like, just hitting game winners. Uh, You could always count on Paul to have the ball in the last few seconds. And you could almost always count on Paul hitting that shot. Um, Shaped me as a Celtics fan. I still have my original uh, number 34 jersey from, like, 2007. It's a men's medium, but I wear it. It's like... I was like, oh, it fit me back in like 2007. This is fine. And it's like real, <laughs> real tight, real snug. But I can't get rid of that thing. Uh, I love the guy, Paul Pierce, forever and always my number one Celtic. And that's, and that's, I look, I love Paul Pierce. That's, there's no, uh, no, nothing bad to say about him. I know that yeah, people who's are your number one. <laughs> people aren't going to like this. And everybody's going to be all in my ass. I think I said that on my other pod. That's not the expression. All up in arms about the fact. <laughs> they're going to be like, you're, it's because you're young. It's because you're, you oh, know, whatever. <laughs> my, my number one is Jason Tatum. All right. I, I, love, I, just, I love that. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't. Maybe it is because I'm young. Maybe it is because I I was only, you know, seven and eight when the the Celtics won the championship, so I can't fully yeah. appreciate that team. Um, but for me, Jason Tatum, everybody knows about me. When I first really got into basketball, the team I was rooting for was the Thunder. And Jason Tatum guided me home. He brought me back yep. to my roots. <laughs> um, he, I just think that, that and no disrespect to Jalen Brown, because he is an, in, is an integral part of this too, but building sort of this new era of the Boston Celtics and Marcus is in there too. I just think that Jason Tatum and and I'm saying this despite the fact that he went to Duke and I'm a Tar Heel. So <laughs> that's saying something. Um, okay. I just I just think that uh you know, I think he's a great player. I think he's a great person. Um and for me he's just such a, a defining part of the Celtics recent success. And so I I I love him. I don't care what anybody says. He's my favorite player. Um, yeah, I love him. Nah, I'm kind of all for that because if you really think about it, like I started watching in the early thousands, you started watching in the early 2010s. Right. My favorite guy is Paul Pierce, and he was the yeah. leader of those Celtics. So for you to like watch 10 years later, you're watching the leader of the Celtics. Paul, I mean, not Paul Pierce, the new Paul Pierce, JT. Yeah. Uh, totally makes sense as a number one. I'm not going to knock that. Come for Grace in the comments and the DMs. You're going to get yeah, some from it. me too. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll take it. I will take you down. Um, but I think that's a solid top five. Uh, only two overlaps. I'm surprised. That is, I honestly though, that's, that's, that's pretty interesting. I was worried. I or not worried, but I was wondering if we would have like any overlap. I, I'm really... I honestly thought we were going to overlap at least four times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, uh... I'm excited to uh, go through our overall all-time NBA. I bet there's going to be zero overlap, not a single one. 
I, probably not. I mean, we could pivot right into that because I got my little infographics. No one can see this at home, but I have like <laughs> literal printed out PDF worksheets of, of, of stats and facts about my top five favorite players of all time. Um, these are non-Celtics, uh, just to, you know, make it fair. We already talked about the Cs. We love the Cs, but let's give it a chance for, you know, everyone else around the league. Uh, yeah. I started off the top five for the Celtics, so let's start with you for top five all time. Uh, All right. Number five, who you got? This is weird. I'm admitting this okay. is weird up front. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Karam Butler. I mean, yeah, a good player, but. Right. Top... So hear me out. You got to Yeah, you got to go. You got to give some explanation. Hear me out. First of all, beyond, you know, before we get into like actually who he was as a player, maybe one of the funniest things ever, drank a Mountain Dew before every game, religiously. Um, I did not know that. <laughs> hilarious. And all through the entire game, he always had to chew on a piece of a straw. He cut a piece of, it was like a McDonald's straw, cut it off, chewed on it I the remember hearing game. that, yeah. Yes. Um, and it had to be McDonald's because of the thickness or something. Right, he's yeah. a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, he's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. Um, but, and now, of course, now he's an assistant coach for the uh, the Heat, so boo. Mm -hmm. But boo. Um, he, he, Played 14 years in the league, was all over the place. Played for, obviously, the Thunder, um, Mavs, Lakers, Heat, he's better known for. Um, Clippers, a right? A bunch of teams. I yeah, he was, he was uh, yeah, Detroit, yeah. Um, Sacramento uh, at the end of his career. Journeyman. Um, <laughs> yeah, a journeyman. Really a journeyman. Um, but he's also a two-time NBA All-Star. Um, mm -hmm. He played for UConn, which I uh, I know that uh, there are plenty of Go UConn Huskies. fans. Yep. But anyway, I, I don't know. I truly like, I think it's just this, this thing that I have. I am so drawn to these weirdo players. Like he's got that Kevin Garnett in him of this just weird guy. Bizarre dude. Yeah. <laughs> is, is always, you know, he was always chirping, always out there. He also had this vicious injury to his eye that ended up like everybody thought he wasn't gonna be able to see out of that eye again. Um, and so that's why he always had like a, uh, bad scar and people were like why can't he open one of his eyes it's because he had this really bad injury in one of the games um but at, anyway he was a lottery pick back in the day and i just mm -hmm. i always appreciated him as a player he was a great shooter despite being super at the time you know six seven that's tall but he really didn't look like a shooter but he was a great right. three-point shooter um and no he's kind of built just, like a brick wall <laughs> he is he's built weird he doesn't look like he should be a good shooter um yeah but, but he was uh and so i loved him i loved watching him play he was for me maybe the most entertaining player that i watched when i first started watching basketball um so he always is gonna stick with me i love the guy i told you it's all weird right. my other ones yeah my other ones are less weird but that's my now i hope one. they're all as weird <laughs> there's one other weird one on here but not this weird this one was okay. very weird but okay. that's 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 my number five i love that that i could not have if you gave me a list of people who have played in the last 20 years i would have yeah. had it i would have given a hundred guesses and i wouldn't have gotten Karan yeah. butler as a top five player <laughs> <laughs> but i love it um my top five, or my number five of my top five, uh, the original, the OG unicorn, Mr. Dirk Nowitzki. Ooh, good um, one. Oh, yeah. The man from Wasburg, Germany. Uh, 
I remember growing up and watching this guy and, you know, as a kid, you don't really understand that like people from all around the world are coming to play in the NBA and trying to make a name for themselves and everything like that. So Dirk would get on the mic and speak with his German accent and I'd be like, what the fuck is this guy saying? Who is this guy? <laughs> Who, where did he come from? <laughs> Why is he so good? How did no one know about him? He only ended up getting one NBA championship with the Mavs, but played his whole career there. He was 12-time All-NBA, number six in career points uh, overall in the whole NBA, which is crazy. Crazy. Uh, Number 26 overall in rebounds. He is just, you know, like the epitome of what everyone is looking for now in the stretch four slash, like, uh, shooting big men. He was like the first big man that I ever saw during my time watching the game uh, to hit a three pointer consistently. I remember, I mean, you know, I grew up with like real big men, quote unquote. I'm not, it's a hill I'm always going to die on is that the real big man doesn't exist anymore. But, True. you know, he wasn't like bump and grind in the paint. He'd back his back up to the basket and then hit this crazy Kobe like turnaround J yeah. and it was automatic. Or he'd dribble over to like, the corner of the three-point line and you're like okay big man you got to throw it in and he'd be like no fuck it all around crazy good player uh all around good guy and you know really a culture setter for the dallas mavericks i think mark cuban is building everything to just try and find his next dirk yeah. uh he he's hoping he has it in luca uh he might, he might but luca's got some pretty big goddamn shoes to fill if he wants to be dirk Nowitzki. So real that's my number five <laughs> i love it i love it um oh before i say my number four i should have mentioned this another reason why i'm probably biased about karan butler he also went to high school in maine so for those oh, okay. who don't know i'm from maine, maine. And so i take a shot um and maine, so take a shot. <laughs> that's that's another one all right my number four less weird than the last one fortunately um okay steve nash that's my number four. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Stop. Wow. Marty and I are just, we are so in sync right now. Um, yeah. Let's uh, talk about Steve Nash. <laughs> who, who, who doesn't love Steve Nash? I mean, we talk about two-time MVP. Played 14 years. Yep. Um, he also served as the head coach of the Nets. Rip. Sorry about that. Um, but he, uh, he eight-time All-Star, um, seven-time All-NBA, uh, and obviously, I mean, like, really defined the, the Suns franchise, I think. Um, and is certainly oh, yeah. in, in the conversation of best players who never won a ring. Won a ring, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, him and Charles Barkley I put up there as being, like, two of the best players who didn't win. I think if you um, play for the Suns, you might be snake bitten. That's what yeah. everyone should realize. <laughs> yeah, real. Um, but I mean, he also like talked about like led the league in assists like a bajillion times. I don't, I don't know exactly how many, but um, he's number three career in assists. Out of number anyone. three career in assists. What yeah. a guy! I mean, he truly was a great leader. I do think he makes a great coach. He just hasn't found his. He just has to find the right team. Yeah, he hasn't found his yeah his his place yet. But um, I think he's going to be. I mean. You saw him, how incredible he was. Cool Canadian, you know, which is always fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> but got to get that. Could probably put him out there on uh, skates and he'd be fine. I think I saw a video of him, like, on skates uh, not too long ago. And, and uh, somebody was saying, like, 
hey, you can't take the hockey out of a Canadian, um, no matter no. what, <laughs> no matter what sport they end up playing. But I, um, yeah, I mean, I loved him. He also, he, I mean, he he had a successful college career, but I just wish he could have gotten a ring. Um, I think that he's still an incredible player, regardless. But um, yeah, he's my number four. Why is he your number four? I mean, for all the reasons that you listed, just uh, really define the position of point guard for me. Yeah. Uh, as a guy who grew up loving the big man, loving tenacious people, loving people who throw their bodies around the court uh, and really just bully people, this guy was like ice skating. Like he was a figure skater out there. Like he was just like twirling and whipping the ball and passing it and you behind the back passes, no look passes, alley-oops out like left and right. The guy made Amari Stoudemire look like a freak, which we know when he went to New York, he wasn't so much of a freak. So right. uh, we, Amari, you can thank Steve for that. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, all time, one of the all time leaders in assists, uh, number two in career free throw uh, percentage. So, you know, I, I give credit to that because too many people overlook the goddamn free throw. They're free. Hey, you get two of them. You better hey. make them. I know you don't. I don't overlook the free throw. That's my specialty. Main my state main, champion free throw thrower. Main state champion. You know, hey, hey guys, we can't all have what Steve Nash and I have. It's all right. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, just the way that he played the game uh, with such, I feel like he was seeing it at a different level than everyone else when he was out there. Like he saw all the passing lanes. He saw all the different options. He knew if he threw it to this guy, uh, it would have been a turnover, but if he throws it to this guy or if he throws it to a bounce pass or just the way he like calculated all that, he was a machine out there when it came to getting assists. Um, always made everyone on his team look better. And I think it is a tra a travesty that he never got a ring, that they could never figure it out. Because honestly, right. if he has one ring, just one, I think so many more people would talk about him in such a higher respect. And it's like that just because he didn't get it, like you should still love and respect the game that he had because yeah brother was crazy good like he crazy was. crazy good that's uh, awesome go steve nash go number four <laughs> i can't believe that i can't believe he was both number four um yeah. that's that's awesome all right now i gotta say this is another this is my last weird one okay everybody calm down okay. <laughs> <laughs> another guy uh who i almost thought would be in the conversation of never having a ring but he okay. is now DeAndre Jordan. Okay. Now, right. I loved DeAndre Jordan. 10 years with the Clippers, uh, previously All-NBA, um, at one point uh, made All-NBA third team a few times. Um, rebounding leader multiple years, um, yep. now NBA champion, NBA All-Star in his last or second to last year with the Clippers. Um, I love DeAndre Jordan. This is a funny story. Um, I love DeAndre Jordan so much that when I was like, maybe like 12 or 13, maybe 11, I don't remember, but I, uh, I got a lemon tree from the plant nursery okay. down, down the road from us. And I named it DeAndre because yeah. it, it was, I don't know. I just loved him and I wanted my tree to be named. You wanted to him. grow up big and tall like DeAndre Jordan. It, exactly. It definitely died within like a month. Um, but, uh. <laughs> but, I also think, I mean, one funny thing about DeAndre Jordan for me is like, can you imagine like the Clippers big three in the, you know, that period of time back in you know, 2010, yeah, 2000, Showtime Clippers, 
Right. Yeah. Can you believe how funny is it that of that big three, the only one of them who has a ring has a, is yeah. DeAndre Jordan? <laughs> That's so funny. It is um, kind of crazy because, like, if you look at it, like, on paper or, like, whatever, like, Blake slash Chris Paul are, uh, quote, unquote, better players. Right. Right. But they don't no. have a ring. They don't have the hardware to rings. back it up. <laughs> um, which is just, I think, is just a hilarious, like, meme aspect. But I also, I've I've always had an appreciation for late round draft picks or even undrafted players who, I mean, really show out and, and become a yep. core member of their team. And what he did during that time with the Clippers was crazy. He was electric. So much fun to watch. Um, Couldn't I hit love- a free throw, though. He couldn't. He couldn't hit a free throw. And honestly, I'm, I, that, so I'm surprised that puts him on your list. I know. I, I <laughs> have to overlook that. Um, but no, he he is honestly he's such a cool guy. I think he's so funny. If you hear the interviews talking off the court, um, and being a second round like 35th overall pick, like it, he was so unexpectedly good to become a member yeah. of this really his like everybody knows that Clippers one era. of the like most that, electric teams ever. Right, and, and again, crazy. I, I, I can't believe that they never won a championship, which is insane um, with that team. But I, I just, I've always loved him. He is, for me, one of the most entertaining players to watch. Um, and I miss those days in the Clippers. I, I, I loved watching those three play together. They were such a weird, eclectic group together. Yeah, um, the Lob City. <laughs> yeah, very, very weird dynamic that they had, but I loved it. So, yeah, that's my only other weird one. My my okay. next two, I think our people are going to at least, res- maybe not respect, but they will expect Understand. Um, well, one of them, people might not, but you all know oh. who it's going to be. Um, <laughs> one thing on DeAndre is just going into, like, the funny story aspect. I remember back when, and this is obviously when he was on the Clippers, um, and he was about to be a free agent, and they did not want him to leave. Oh, and this the, is a great and the story. Mavericks, the Mavericks were doing everything to try and get him to go down there and play with uh, yeah. Dirk and everyone else. And the Clippers literally like went to his house and were like, hey, bud, you're not leaving, and we're hanging up the phone if anyone calls you. And you're going to sign this contract, and you're going to stay with this team. And... If I was him, I would have freaked out and started like being like, get the hell out of my house. And he's like, yeah. you know what? This is this is what a team is. These guys don't want me to leave. I'm going to stay with the Clippers. <laughs> and Mark Cuban's over there in Dallas screaming his head off. All-time weird NBA stories, but yeah. I kind of love Honestly, that, <laughs> the, whole, the whole fiasco of DeAndre Jordan and the Mavericks, that was such a funny time oh, um, yeah. to, to witness uh, in an NBA offseason. But I, uh, yeah, he's, he's a great guy. I think he's awesome. So he's my number three. Always going to be a defining part of my, my basketball love. Nice. Nice. DeAndre Jordan, number three. Karan Butler and DeAndre Jordan sneaking in there. Good for I them. said those were weird, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying good for them. <laughs> uh, my number three probably makes a lot more sense and a lot more eyes. Uh, my number three, war number three. No, it's not Dwayne Wade. It is Mr. Allen Iverson, the Ooh. answer. He was another. an honorable mention. Honorable okay. mention for me. Nice. Um, another crazy good player who did not win a ring, unfortunately. Yeah. Grinded for Philadelphia. Uh, 
you know, had the legal troubles in uh, going into college and everyone kind of like looked down on him and everything like this and kind of shunned him and didn't want him in the league. Uh, He had tattoos. He wore cornrows. He listened to rap. He hung out with, quote Mm -hmm. unquote, the wrong people. Like this was when they were really trying to shut down uh, the, quote unquote, gangster image in the NBA. And AI said, hey, fuck you. I'm me. Yeah. And he balled out to back it up. And I respect the shit out of him for who he is and what he did, uh, the way he played. 11-time All-Star, one-time MVP. Uh, he's the seven-time minutes played leader because he wouldn't get off the goddamn court. They were like, hey, take the bench. And he's like, we didn't win yet. I'm not here to just play the game. I'm here to get Ws. And they're like, oh, okay, I don't – we can't yeah. tell him to sit, coach. So he's still playing. Um, just all heart all hustle uh another guy who kind of defined the point guard position for me yeah but in the in the other aspect because while you're watching someone like steve nash who's like dishing it and flipping it and giving everyone else points ai's like i can be the little guy and i can do that don't worry but i'm also going to be goddamn electric no one's gonna stop me when i cut to the hoop i'm gonna dunk it even though i'm like i don't know i think he was like six one um yeah just tenacious uh out there getting steals getting rebounds like he was doing everything that he could just to try and win and that's why i hate so much that he doesn't have a ring even though i hate the sixers um he ended up going to the nuggets and playing with Melo for a little bit and that was like a weird era Uh, another another player that we got a shout out for being one of the best of all time and having no ring to show for it who carmelo We'll talk about Carmelo. Oh. We'll talk about, <laughs> we'll talk about Carmelo. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> but AI, you know, everywhere he went, made the players around him better, but also was just crazy good. Uh, it ended up going down with injuries, and, uh, you know, it, the twilight of his career wasn't as great as the beginning. Burned bright, uh, burned fast. And it's unfortunate, but you know, if you if you've never watched, if you weren't around, if if you weren't watching the NBA in that era, that is someone you need to look back and watch his game because that kid was the definition of pure, unadulterated offense. Like he just had insane, like he had multiple dogs in him, not one, yeah. not two. Like he had a pack of dogs inside of him, and he was like, "All right, let's do this." Uh, Practice so, AI. Yeah, pra- we talk about practice? Talk not about a practice? not a game. Not a game. All-time quotes. <laughs> Seriously. Like the guy was unbothered by all the all the hate that they were trying to throw at him. And I mean hate, like the league was trying to, you know, p- put him down and he was like I'm I'm me unapologetically deal with it. So for that, yeah. Mr. AI, my number 3, shout out to him. Let's go to number two, Grace. <laughs> My number two, I don't think it's going to ruffle any feathers. I don't think it should, at least. Um, number two, Dr. J, Julius Irving. Ooh. That's great, an honorable mention for me. Great, great player. Another 76er yep. um, who we hate, but <laughs> UMass, though. UMass kid, so we can appreciate that. Um, yep. Also, I played for the Nets, but they were – the New York Nets at that time. Um, right. But yep. It, then they became 
Jersey yet, Nets and Brooklyn. Anyway, Nets have been through it. Um, Whole timeline. I, uh, <laughs> Nets are all over the place. But I, uh, I love him. I mean, it, you know, he does have the NBA championship to show for it. Also, the ABA championship. Um, yep. Was the MVP, 11-time NBA All-Star, 5-time ABA All-Star. One of just the, the most fun players to watch. I mean, come on, if you haven't seen him, some of his slam dunks are amazing. The first guy electric. to dunk it from the foul line. Right, like he, he defined, <laughs> really started yeah. an era of like cool dunking. So I, I he's the reason I we have, have to, the dunk contest. Right, so I have to. Like he's the whole reason. <laughs> how how much more entertaining I think he made the game in general, um, yep. and just I mean crazy success in a weird era for the NBA when it merged with the ABA, um, yep. but was just one of the most fun players to watch. I wish I could have uh, lived it, but I mean, you know, you won't talk to anybody from that era without them mentioning watching and enjoying Dr. J. Um, for sure. So for me, he was, he was one of the guys that like, you can watch his highlights and they're fun to watch. You can, you can reminisce about some of these uh, crazy dunks that he had. And so, I don't know, for me, I love him. I think that Everybody, everybody loves Dr. J. How do you not love Dr. J? On and off the court, love Dr. J. was a yep. great dude. It, I mean, is a great dude. He's still alive, um, but just crazy fun to watch. And yeah, I think that I think that uh, he's a respectable number two. I don't think anybody can be angry about Dr. J no at number one. two. Nope, I don't think so at all. I think I'm gonna ruffle some feathers. Uh, oh, I'm gonna ruffle some number... feathers at my one. So don't worry. I I I know who your number one is. I've been very everybody been does zip lips. <laughs> My number two is someone that Grace decided to talk about during my number three, but we're going to talk about my number two, Mr. Ka-Mello Anthony. That's a Mr. weird one. That's a weird one. Mr. Why is that weird? <laughs> I mean, it's not weird like Karam Butler weird, but it's weird like, I guess people either love or hate Carmelo Anthony. I don't know. And I love Carmelo Anthony. And you like, love I him. Get it. And I get it. Like, Carmelo Anthony on the Denver Nuggets crazy good all uh all rookie team um you know came into the league and was like balling the hell out was on that team for a while uh couldn't get a ring there couldn't get the ring there wanted to be in the playoffs really wanted it for them and he had to pull the plug and be like yo get me out of here i need to go to new york uh and was kind of like the the first one to start this i'm going where i want to go uh, era of the NBA. Real. He was like, I'm going to New York. You're not trading me to any other team. Uh, and they had to make it work. And New York ended up trading like all their players for him. Yep. <laughs> I remember that move to Neil Gallinari when he was a baby and all these other players around yep. him. Um, and then Melo really cemented himself as the New York guy after already having a few years in Denver, uh, balling out but not being able to produce. But I respect Carmelo in the fact that he nearly brought back the Celtics-Knicks rivalry that was what it was in the you know late 80s, early 90s. Uh, you know, Not many people know this, but the Knicks and Celtics are supposed to hate each other. It's just the Knicks are really freaking bad now, so yeah. we, don't, we don't look at them as a, as a rival team. But historically, we don't like them. Um, Carmelo was bringing that back. Uh, Carmelo was electric offense uh a bucket where literally wherever he would shoot it uh you could put him anywhere if you got him the ball he was 
throwing it up. He didn't care if there was a hand in his face. Uh, the signature three fingers to the side of the head after hitting every three-pointer. Yep. The hype that he brought to his teams. Um, ended up being a journeyman at the end of his career, going to Portland yep. and going to L.A. Uh, I don't want to talk about the time in L.A. because whatever. Uh, but all around, just like 10-time All-Star, uh, top 10 in career points. Uh, Carmelo yeah. Anthony never got a ring, but you can't have Knicks basketball. You can't have Nuggets basketball, really, without having him on their team because he defined what wanting success was for those guys and trying to bring them back into relevancy. And now that the Nuggets win it, I'm, I have to look at it and be like, yo, like Carmelo changed your culture. You lost an all-star and you wanted to find someone to replace him. And so, you know, people may not allude to it, but I think that Carmelo leaving all those years ago really, you know, set their sights on one, trying to prove him wrong because he left, but two also like, they were like, okay, well, we had something that not many other teams are ever going to have. We need to find that next guy. And luckily they found it in Joker. But Carmelo just uh, – also, shout out Syracuse. Crazy championship win there. Um, yep. Carmelo Anthony, number two in my heart all time. I'm, I will die on that hill. I, oh, shout out to my dead beta fish, Mello. He was orange <laughs> and blue. He was orange and blue like Mel- like the Knicks, so I named him Mellow. Shout That's out awesome. Mellow, wherever you are, swimming in the great blue uh, sewer waters of Connecticut. But we love you, man. <laughs> Stop. That's awesome. All right. Tell us about uh, year number one. Uh, I think he played for OKC for some he time. Might have. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's Kevin Durant. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> can you imagine? No, absolutely no, not. I would have uh, ended this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, my favorite player of all time, and I think will always be my favorite player of all time, is Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, respectable. I, I don't I have it. to. I'm. I'm. I don't have. To, I shouldn't have to defend him, but I will. Um, no. <laughs> obviously. One MVP, has not won a ring, might not end up winning a ring, um, nine-time NBA All-Star, All-NBA first team, was the All-Star game MVP two years in a row. I know everybody's like, that's stupid, doesn't matter, but he was electric in those years. Um, yep. And also, I mean, he was the scoring champion in 2015 and 2017, but I think what is often overlooked is that he was one of the best defensive point guards yep. we've ever seen. Um, you know, and Marcus Smart is up there too. But I, uh, I, you know, Wackney played at UCLA, Pac-10 Defensive Player of the Year, um, and also on the Pac-10 All-Defensive uh, Team. And the other thing about, like, what people don't appreciate, he's also brilliant. This guy could have gone to UCLA, or could have gone anywhere, they used to say, just because he was super smart. Um, but he wanted to play yep. basketball. He also played football, which was funny, um, before he decided to really stick. I with, did. What uh, position did he play in football? <laughs> I, I I think it was wide receiver. Um, okay, because that makes he's a little so more fast, sense. and he yeah. is. I I stand by, and everybody's. I said this on Twitter the other day, and I'll still say it. I think he is one of, if not the best athletes we've ever seen in, in the NBA. Um, Athleticism wise, if, I have to agree. I have to. If agree. you. If you didn't watch the tough years of OKC when he was dragging this team to whatever place he could, I mean, he played minutes that were unbelievable. I mean, 
how could he have not won? I, I remember when people were still uncertain if he could, if he should win MVP in 2017. He is one of two players at the time to average a triple-double for the season, along with Oscar Robertson, who's an honorable mention as well. Yep. I love Oscar Robertson. Um, yep, and he set same. the record for the most triple-doubles in a season. Um, he... I truly, I love Russell Westbrook. I think he's an incredible person as well. The stuff he's done off the court has been so cool. Um, and he loved Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma City loves him. Like, you will not find somebody who is more loved, um, you know, even when he left. So I was going to say, they I, still love him. They, they goes back still there and love him. They go crazy if he goes back yeah, there. Yeah, as they should. Um, yeah. <laughs> But so anyway, I know people are there. There are very few Russell Westbrook stands out there. But those of us who are out there, we know what he did. We know how good he is. Um, and he, he's also one to never, you know, to drown out the noise of people. We're always going to be criticizing him. They still criticize yep. him to this day. He's a bad shooter. You know, he takes unnecessary risks when he's playing, takes too many shots. But, I mean, you also have to look at what he had to do all those years in OKC. He had to do that. Like, there was nothing oh, yeah. else that could have been done. Um, I love the man. You can all take it up with me on Twitter. I will fight for Russell Westbrook every single day. I love it. Uh, an honorable mention for me, but also just one of those electric players that, you know, I really think that it goes understated how much – uh, James Harden and KD were complimented by him. Yeah. Um, the two of them are quote unquote superstars in their own rights now, but I don't think that yeah. they are anything. Yeah, I know. I agree. <laughs> um, but they are nothing without being on that team and being part of that big three with Russ. And I think Russ transcends. The, he's one of the few players where you can look at the stats and be like, holy shit, his numbers are crazy. And then you right. look at the tape and you go, holy shit, his tape is crazy. Yeah, like it's not just it's not just a numbers game. It's not just a video game, or well, yeah, it's not just watching the video. It's like everything. He's the full package. I respect him as your number one. Uh, I can't wait to see people come at you for it, but we'll see Hell how yeah. that goes. <laughs> I've I've been defending Russell Westbrook since 2014. I can take it. Hell I yeah. can take it. <laughs> Coming up on 10 years of defending Russell Westbrook. <laughs> it's 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 a life it's a life that I've chosen and a life that I'm happy to live. Hell yeah. All right. My numero uno top Ooh. dog all time in the NBA is no one other than Mr. Diesel. Mr. Big Aristotle, Mr. Shaktis, Mr. Shaquille O'Neal. Kind of a Celtic. Uh, no. <laughs> we got Boca Raton Shaq, okay? <laughs> we got Shaq in the twilight of his career eating way too much food, Shaq. <laughs> but this, this is a good one. Kind of a Celtic. But yes, Mr. Shaq Diesel himself uh, broke the game, absolutely changed the whole goddamn game of basketball. And there are few and far between players we can say that about. Uh, Shaq is the reason that my favorite style of play is gone. Uh, yeah. So I love him and hate him for that. But he created Hack-A-Shack. He created the just 
brutally assault players in the paint so that they have to shoot free throws. So DeAndre Jordan's career was ruined by Shaq. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> um, four-time champion, won three with the Lakers and one with the Heat. Uh, three-time Finals MVP, uh, 14-time All-NBA, 15-time All-Star, one-time League MVP, uh, size 24 shoe, which is just an important statistic to put out there. Real. I used to have a, I used to have a, a biography book of Shaquille O'Neal, and there was a cutout that you could take out from the middle of the book, and it was just a life-size print of his shoe. Jeez. And I had, it was like literally, I almost two feet of shoe on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> I've met, I've actually met Shaq. One of oh only... my god yes i've met shaq and then the only other nba player i've ever seen was marcus smart i walked by him in at logan airport um oh yeah like years ago but nice. <laughs> i can confirm shaq is gigantic and now my brother my brother is now at the time he was like 13 i think maybe 15 now my brother is six five at the time he was still pretty tall for his age and he was like dwarfed by shaq dwarfed, like shaq yeah. It, Shaq was sitting down. You should have seen this man. Gigantic. Gigantic. Massive. Absolute beast of a human. Um, but the best part about all of it is, like, no matter how tenacious or giant or uh, freak athlete he was, at the end of the day, he's the best goddamn human that the he NBA is. might have ever seen. Uh, I think my favorite Shaq story is that he had a deal with Reebok uh, and a mom came up to him and was like, hey, your shoe's too expensive. My kid loves you. I can't afford these shoes. It's really hard out here. And he went to Reebok that day and said, fuck my contract, burn it. And then he went to Walmart and said, I'm making a shoe deal with you. We're making yeah. an affordable shoe and started selling his his. Shaq, the guy who could have signed with any shoe company, who could have charged anything he wanted for any shoe, started selling a shoe for like 20, 30, 40 bucks at Walmart yeah. so that everyone could rock his shoe. And like that just is like the epitome of who he was. Uh, he always gives back to the community. He's always there to mentor players nowadays. Like a lot of people will get on Shaq. We're a little softer these days. We all know that. But yeah. a lot of people will get on Shaq for being a hard ass or a bully. And it's like, nah, he's saying it all from love and respect. If he's not chirping you, then he doesn't care about your game. So if he's right. saying something about your game, he wants better from you. Uh, it's the same thing with Chuck. I love their dynamic, too, on TNT. I, uh, <laughs> Chuck is an honorable mention for me. The two of them are. Chuck is an honorable mention for me. Like, I some love of the Chuck. most <laughs> entertaining sports commentators ever. Ever. Uh, the two of them. But. Shaq Diesel, uh, multiple champion, uh, multiple, you know, all-time scoring. Uh, he's number eight all-time in points. And, Crazy. you know, I just, everything that he did was, is, uh, screams basketball to me. And like I said, they changed the game. They couldn't have a guy go in there and just beat the shit out of people in the paint and dunk it over their heads and break yeah. rims. So they had to change the NBA, and now we have three-point shooters. So right. thank you, and also fuck you, Shaq. Uh, you're my favorite all time. Uh, yeah, leave it at that's, that. That's a great one. That's that's. I honestly was thinking. I was like, I hope we don't go through this and we don't mention Shaq because man, that guy is awesome. I, Just one of the like 
Love coolest, him. <laughs> coolest dudes. I mean, seriously, if you haven't watched like Shaq and a Fool or watched, you know, when he gets going with with Charles Barkley, like just oh, yeah. it, he's such a cool guy and so go funny on YouTube to watch. now and watch any of it. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. So seriously, that's that's a good number one. That that nobody should have a problem with that one. You can come for Russell Westbrook. I'll let it happen, but. Who, nobody can come for Shaquille O'Neal. No one can come for Shaquille O'Neal. You just can't. <laughs> Honestly, like, besides Karan and DeAndre, I love your top five. I don't yeah. just like them. If they just confuse me. Um, I love I just, I gotta, I gotta, gotta keep the people guessing. Gotta keep oh, yeah, them guessing. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Curveballs. All the time. Uh, <laughs> I think next week, just to give everyone a little teaser of what to look forward to, we should dive into our top five least favorite players in the Uh-oh. NBA. Uh, so we'll really ruffle some feathers. If they didn't like oh, who yeah. we do like, I promise you, you're not going to like who I don't like. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> that That's fair. I can see, I can see us uh, getting some Twitter replies next week. Well, they're going to have to wait and see. That's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> awesome. Top five Celtics, top five all time. Let's dive into the schedule just came out. The schedule was announced. uh, And it's exciting. That means we can buy tickets. The Celtics and or other teams can take all my goddamn money. Um, True. (laughs) I will be in the garden, I promise. I'm so jealous. uh, People don't appreciate that North Carolina, the way that it's built, is in terms of sports is just terrible. Like I got to drive two hours if I want to go see a Hornets game, which I would be the only one in the stadium. Um, <laughs> but, but we're also me and my friends are driving down uh, next weekend because uh, at the Panthers stadium, the Tar Heels football are playing um, the Gamecocks. Boo. Oh. Um, but <laughs> like, it's so difficult to find, like, I might even be better off driving up to Washington and watching the Wizards, uh, play if I want to see the Celtics, like when they come to town. Um, but yeah, I'm so jealous of any of you who, who get to go to the garden. Um, hopefully I can make it for a game, but, but I'll live vicariously through all of you. Oh, we'll, we'll figure it out. We're going to, we're going to get us in the garden. We'll, we'll figure, get us we'll there. Coor- we'll coordinate something. We'll coordinate. Um, I love it. But the... First 10 games of the Celtics season. I want to go over it. I want to see win-loss. Uh, I'm just going to like name the teams, uh, see what you think, see what I think, and then we'll come down with a uh, first 10 game win-loss uh, total. Oh, yeah. So we, the Celtics, uh, kick off game one at the other garden. The uh, lesser garden. The lesser garden. Kick it off against the Knicks at their home. Uh... I have this marked down as a loss. And the only reason I, do I have as well. this mark Okay. The only reason I have this marked down as a loss is because two years ago the Knicks and their fans showed that this is a goddamn Super Bowl for them. When the Celtics come to town, especially at the beginning of the season, that's where Bing Bong came from. That's where all this crap came from. They're yeah. gonna go hard in the streets and hard in the paint for this team to win one game and one game only, and it's this one. So no yeah. matter how hard we try, I just think that the Knicks are going to put everything into winning this game and then yep. be shit the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I'm not I'm not saying this 
you know, I don't think either of us are saying this because we think the Knicks are going to be particularly good, and I do think the Celtics no. are going to be good. <laughs> but and there is there's such a, you know, it's their first game. They want to start off. They want to prove people wrong. You know, they don't have terrible talent on their team. They've got good players. Um, yeah. But I do think that already I think that we have to lower our regular season expectations of the Celtics and trust that they have some things that they have to work out. They have things they have to figure out that we're only going to figure out by playing. Playing, you know? yep, exactly. How? What are we doing without Marcus Smart? How are we getting Porzingis in? You know, what's it going to look like with, you know, Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon? So there are things, little bumps little that need to that be, gotta be yep. worked Ironed out. out. Yep. So, so you know, given that, I also think – I just think it'll be a loss because I think it's hard opening night to go into Madison Square Garden where the Knicks are, you know, kicking and screaming, want to put on a show for their fans. Um, but I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a good game. I don't, I'm not saying we get blown out. I'm just saying at no. the end of the day, I think that the Knicks – are going to show out for their fans in game one. You're going to have everyone in the streets making a fool of themselves, saying that the Knicks yeah. are back, baby. The Knicks yeah. are not back, baby, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Um, sorry um, to Knicks fans. It's got to be tough out I'm, there. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> no sympathy. Uh, no sympathy at all. Game two, we're at home in the real garden. Mm-hmm. Uh and we play our favorite little guys over from uh, South Florida. Miami comes to town for game two. This is a win. This is a must win. This is a I will be pissed to kingdom come if we do not win this game. They bullied us. They bullied us. I'm not even going to get into more detail than that. They lost lost two of the guys who were our kryptonite. Um, It's our first game at home. You bet you guys like the Celtics better not forget what happened in the goddamn playoffs and they need to make a statement at their first home game against a team that we hate. So I'm yeah. marking that one as a W. I, I'm 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 going to put it as a W, but I say that I think mostly for my own comfort because this game scares me. <laughs> um, I don't I want to see something huge. I want to know that TD Garden is still a sacred place, sacred place, and is not cursed as I believe it to be. But it would fair. be so electric. <laughs> it would be so electric for them to come in, and we can just pound them. Um, but that said, it does worry me. I think, especially if we if we're coming off a loss against the Knicks, I think it can be hard to then suddenly face the guys who knocked us out of the playoffs last year and are still a yep. pretty good team and um but everybody calm down i'm still calling it a win because <laughs> it is our first home game um it's a chance to prove that we are still a great team we still have the pieces that we need to have um i think jason tatum jalen brown are gonna ball out um jalen brown is is i think he's gonna have a fire under his ass oh um, yeah as he he's should. gonna dribble left so hard yeah, right. <laughs> He's gonna look directly into the camera when he right before he does it and say, "Watch this." Um, <laughs> but yeah, so let's let's put that down as a dub. We're putting it down as a dub. Yeah. Okay. Um, game three is against the Wizards at Wizards. Uh, that's a W. I, I like. I don't even yeah. think we need to really get into it. Uh, Jordan Poole. <laughs> 
Jordan Poole's gonna Go try blue. and be the guy over there. Go blue, drink. Um, <laughs> you know, they have our scraps. We're gonna see Moose and uh, Danio over there. Yay! Yeah. Like, whatever. It's a W. Wizards aren't gonna beat us. Uh, game four, back at home against the Pacers. Again, W. I think pretty handy. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't see uh, Aaron Nesmith and his friends <laughs> uh, beating us. So, hey, he's been, he's been, he's been good over there. I don't keep up with the Pacers, if I'm going to be honest. Give my man <laughs> some credit. He's working hard. I know, I, I feel like the era of the Pacers is long gone. I mean, it hasn't been. I mean, exist- yeah, since PG left. <laughs> PG, thir- Lance Stevenson, come on, the whole, like, Blowing oh, on blowing LeBron James. LeBron's, yeah. <laughs> it was funny as fuck. Still funny as fuck. Oh, um, the, the, but, that era's over. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm putting this one down as a dub pretty pretty easily. Okay. Uh, then we go into Brooklyn. Mm. Uh, it's not Brooklyn of last year because everyone left. Uh, True. Ben Simmons is still on the team, but he doesn't like to play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's going to be like McCall Bridges and uh, Cameron Johnson and, like, you know, a handful of other guys. But yeah. I think that, reasonably, the Celtics win this game. Uh, I agree. If we lose this game, there's some questions to be asked because they're not all that great. No, uh, they're not. I, I'm marking it as a W. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so then, oh, we're we're on a bit of a roadie for three games. So we go from yep. Brooklyn over to Minneapolis, and we play mm-hmm. against the T Wolves. Uh, all I have to say about the T Wolves is Nas Reed. I will not go any further besides saying that Nas Reed. There you go. Uh, <laughs> they Real. have a good team. Like they have a fun team. Like I like like what they're trying to do over there. Yeah. Um, but I, I still don't know if they have it figured out. I don't know if, you know, everything's kosher with Rudy and Kyle Anderson. Um, yeah. Kat's kind of got to take a back seat to Ant being the guy, but I don't know if Kat's ready to let that happen. So they have way too many of their own question marks uh, to beat a full caliber Eastern Conference final contender in the Celtics. Uh, right. Marking it as a W for me. Yeah, I'm I'm taking that. I but you know, all credit to the Timberwolves. I do think they're a lot of fun to watch. I like the Timberwolves. Um, yeah, I have nothing against the T Wolves. I think they're a very fun team to watch. I think they're on the up and up. Yeah, they just aren't, my, and they Mike, aren't ready to Mike beat Con- us. Mike Conley is one of my yes. favorite players ever. I love watching Mike oh, Conley yeah. play. Um, I hate Rudy Gobert though. Um, but I. Uh, <laughs> I think that I think they'll be fun to watch. I'm excited for that game, but I, I agree. I think it's gonna be a W as long as this road trip, this little road trip doesn't doesn't wear wear us down, but I think we've got a good chance at this game. Um but Yeah, I mean somewhere in this road trip, uh Al Horford's gonna sit one of the games. So I'm hoping it's yeah. T Wolves game. I it's I'm hoping it's a T Wolves game because the last game of the, the road trip is our good friends in Philadelphia, the seventy sixers. Uh this is the first L that I have marked down since game one against the Knicks. I uh, <laughs> I don't want to agree, but I think probably you're right. Ending a road trip at the 76ers, who, are pre- who will presumably be without James Harden. 
Um, Quote unquote, who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that it's going to be tough to end a road trip there. I mean, they remember what happened. We remember I was going to say, the last happened. time we saw them, Tatum put 51 on their heads, so they're going to be yeah. coming for blood. <laughs> yeah, so they're reasonably pissed. I think that they'll have fire under their asses. So I, I do think that probably that's going to be a tough win. But if we get it, I'll be happy. But Yeah, if we I get think it, I'd we'll be, be happy, but i got yeah, to try and I think, be a little hey, realistic. <laughs> if that's our first loss since opening night, if we're correct about all this, that's okay. You know, we that don't need okay. to win. Exactly. I don't need to win 82 games. I don't need that. Nope. Um, or 81 I games. So just punch, just punch the ticket. I really, at get the end in. of the day, like we said last week, I just get in the playoffs. Don't be in the playing tournament. We don't, don't be a playing team. <laughs> yeah, don't be a playing team. Uh, but yeah, I think the 76ers remember what happened in the playoffs and are going to come for blood. Um, yeah. After losing to the 76ers, we play two games at home. Uh, the first one being the Raptors. Nets first. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, 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 you're right. Okay. Nets at home. And I said we beat the Nets in Brooklyn, so I don't see why we don't beat the Nets at home. <laughs> I agree. I'm with you. Nets. So then it's Raptors? Yeah, so the next night, it's 10th and 11th, November. Got it. All right, well, the Raptors are a cakewalk. Like, yeah. <laughs> So I saw the Raptors play the Celtics uh, in April this year with my girlfriend uh, for our anniversary. And Sam Hauser went off for 30 points. It was like <laughs> the day after it's the day after JB got his face broken by Tatum. Uh, oh. JB did not get to play. And Sam Hauser was dunking it and hitting three pointers left and right. Uh, if you're going to let Sam Hauser do that to you, you should probably relegate yourself down to an NCAA team. Yeah. <laughs> Toronto, you're not beating us. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's. Sorry, I don't. I hate to break it to you, Raptors fans. It's not your year. This is not your year. It's definitely not their year. Um, who do you have as the next game? Because now I feel like my my games are wrong. <laughs> so the last game. 10th game, yep. the Knicks. Knicks back at home. At um, home. We, we lost to them in our scenario, game one. Yep. Uh, now they come to the real garden. They get to hear yeah. our fans. Uh, and I think we make up for game one. Oh, and, hell yeah. And, and handle the Knicks. Uh, yeah. Get everyone who was juiced up from like a couple weeks ago and, you know, put a little respect on the Celtics name. Let put them back know. in their place. Put them right back. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Settle down. All right, so we, we actually agreed on every single one of those. And based off that, we're eight and two at the start of the season. I'm cool with that. I'm very cool with that. <laughs> Fine by me. Eight and two. Eight and two C's after 10 games. Everyone's going to be like, wow, Joe Mazzulla knows what he's doing. Oh, my God. JP <laughs> knows how to play. Who, Marcus who? I'm kidding. We'll never say that. We'll never I, say I that. Never. <laughs> February 4th, market calendars, everyone. February 4th is when Marcus Smart comes home. Uh, if you are going to be at the game, wear your Marcus Smart jerseys. Uh, if you're going to be at home, wear your Marcus Smart jerseys. Uh, yep. Give them give him shout-outs on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr, whatever. Just show love for Marcus Smart on February 4th. Please and thank you. Someday we're getting someday we're getting him on the pod. He's coming on. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if we would I be just, able to talk. I was gonna say I'd be gushing the whole time. I'd be like, oh my god, yeah. you're so cool, I love you. <laughs> yeah, Marty and I would just be sitting here like, tell me more about everything in your life. Like, just keep talking. I don't care what you're saying, just keep talking. <laughs> He'll be back. I, when that contract ends, he'll be back. I, I just see him coming back to the Celtics. But that's Absolutely. me holding on to hope. <laughs> yep, me too. All right. Uh, covered top fives. Covered top five all time. Covered the first 10 games. Oh, we have a question here. Uh, we didn't get a whole bunch this week, but we have a question here uh, following up from last week with our shower share of conversation. Uh, shout out. Our friend, friend of the pod, friend of Grace and mine, special note to say from Ryan to Grace, I love you and you're beautiful. I'm a little hurt, Queen. but whatever. Queen. <laughs> love Ryan. Ryan asks, at Ms. Ryan Bakes, uh, if the Celtics, Jesus, <laughs> if the Celtics. I'm going to design, I'm going to design a jersey that's like a, sh like a green shell, you know, in like Mario Kart, like the green clam? shell. The oh, Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, if the, the well, because it's, it's Celtics shower sheriff, so it's a tongue yeah. twister. Uh, if the Celtics shower sheriff was a non-player, who would that person be? So basically, last week we we said that uh, Grace held that Al Horford would probably be the shower sheriff. I said Blake Griffin would probably be the shower sheriff. Uh, we had a little poll, and people agreed with. Me on that one. But it's, hey, it's a good one. I, Blake Griffin's I respect one. both of them. Mm -hmm. But if it was outside the organization, if the Celtics had to hire and employ a shower sheriff to take care of the boys, make sure their backs are clean, uh, make sure all the soaps are restocked, make sure that Buddy's got his shower beers, uh, make sure that, you know, the, the right slippers are outside in the locker room so when you get there, you're all comfy cozy. Uh only satin robes for the boys who is taking care of the celtics if we had to uh bring someone in to the locker room to do so i have two i want to hear yours first though i want to hear okay. yours um my number one is the mayor of boston himself mr donnie Wahlberg. that's that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> donnie is Always at the game. Uh, you can find Donnie. I think it's in Lodge or Loge, if you pronounce it that way. Uh, Loge, like six. He's there nearly every game. He's always wearing fire fits. Uh, he's always cheering his goddamn head off. Uh, he shows out and shows up. And I think that Donnie Wahlberg would do it for no pay. I think that he would show up and take care of our boys because he loves this team. He loves this city. Oh, yeah. Uh, he'd give them unlimited amount of Wahlburgers. Uh, he'd bring whatever brother they want to see that day. Uh, he'd do some uh, in-shower performing. He'd go back to his, uh, what's it, New Kids on the Block days. Yeah. <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg, shower sheriff, uh, employed by the Celtics is my choice. That's classic. Um, <laughs> I That's a good one. I had not thought of that. I, that, that made me think of... Uh, if he wasn't, I think he's just a big hockey guy. I was going to say Marty Walsh, the actual former oh, mayor yeah. of Boston. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everybody's going to know. Everybody's going to see this as very grace. Um, I, of course, have to show some love. David Posternock. 
Ooh. Ooh. He would if if anybody out there hasn't seen the video of when David Pasternak was supposed to interview Jason Tatum or like I think they chose Jason Tatum when he comes off the court. But like Jason mm-hmm. Tatum is taking a while to get there. So Pasternak interviews himself playing both parts, like, oh, you know, Jason, like what do you think <laughs> of the game out there? If you haven't seen that video, hilarious. I have awesome. I have to look that up. You gotta oh look it God. up. Um, <laughs> but he's a guy who is always when he can be at the games, is always there, um, sitting courtside with, you know, Charlie McAvoy or uh Mac Grizzlick. Um mm-hmm. he you he is just, first of all, sweet man. He would do oh, anything yeah. for the success of the team that he loves, whether it's the Bruins or it is the Boston Celtics. Um, he is a Boston guy through and through. And have ah, you seen yeah. his hair? Always looks good. Always Beautiful. looks good. Um, and he'd be making sure. He'd probably give some tips to Al Horford, maybe try and get him to put on a <laughs> wig or something. Um, <laughs> but Derek White, you know, he could do whatever. Um, but I think that uh, David Poshnock would be in there. He'd be killing it. That's a it. good one. Um, but I got to give this one. I felt was was cheap because technically they're in the, the organization. Uh, they were whatever. I was gonna say Paul Pierce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, Paul Pierce is. Paul Pierce could be the shower sheriff, especially if he's in one. Especially if we get yeah. a little bit of the lo- the loose Paul Pierce. That's, Ooh. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. You know. See, the we know. We Paul know. Pierce, Paul Pierce being shower sheriff. The problem with that is he'd start being like, "Oh, you can you can buy girlfriends online, or you could yeah. you know, hire these strippers." I'd be like, "Bro, no, Paul, no." He, <laughs> like, no, he'd be like, he'd be like, "Can I Instagram live this? Can I put this on my Instagram live?" Paul, no. <laughs> no, you can't, Paul. <laughs> Paul, go home. <laughs> go. Home. Yeah, they'd be like, "Get I, out of here." I, I think like Paul would want to be the shower sheriff, and they'd be yeah. like, "I'm sorry, but no." <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a little too into it. They'd be like, "Okay, you gotta, yeah, let's, like, you gotta get out of here." You're a little overzealous, <laughs> there, guy. <laughs> Reel it in. <laughs> oh, but shout out, shout out, Ryan, for that one. That's I didn't. We didn't think about outside the organization at first with this. So, uh, I like I like our choices. I think uh, I do too. Pasta would. I think what we can do is say Donnie would be the shower sheriff, and then Pasta would be the Duncan deputy. Because yeah. he loves his Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and Real. I just hit that alliteration. <laughs> Hell yeah. A little poetry. Hire them both. Yeah. <laughs> all right. One last topic. And oh, then God. we're going to set you all free. Uh, but that's my transition into it because this man wants to be set free. Ooh, uh, good Mr. one. Good segue. Mr. Yeah. Mr. James Harden. The beard. Oh. The, the ever confusing enigma that is James Harden. Uh, yeah, he uh, requested a trade. We we knew this. This has been going on for a little bit. Requested a trade away from the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, at the end of the season, it was pretty well expected that he wasn't going to be a 76er next year, or this upcoming year now. Um, but he signed his player option. And I think he did that for the team so that they could, you know, shop him around and probably see mm-hmm. what they can get for him rather than lose him in free agency. But Daryl Morey says, you know what? Uh, all talks have fallen through with every team that we've looked to shop you to, and you're going to play for us. And James Harden is not happy. <laughs> um, it's, it's a mess. It's a complete it's... and utter mess. It's worse than the Dame situation. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. 
It's so uncomfortable. Well, no, but James said that he's like that's his quote now. This is the hill and that I he's get going that. to die on. <laughs> And I tweeted this. I tweeted this. I was like, I don't care if it's working on the 76ers. It's working on all of us. Please make oh, it yeah. stop. James I'm Martin's uncomfortable. Like, I'm going to make this the most uncomfortable situation I can make it. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> this, this is weird for everyone. <laughs> yeah, so he so he gets up at his camp in front of all these little kids who are just so excited. Babies. And <laughs> little d- babies who are so conf- – the, if you watch the video, the, like, hush <laughs> – of confusion over the group is like so palpable it is so uncomfortable when he's like daryl morey <laughs> and then, then when he's, like, he's like i'm gonna say it again please please don't please don't say it yeah. again just shut up james god shut up these kids are like i don't know who daryl morey is <laughs> <laughs> why is daryl morey lying to james harden <laughs> Their parents are like, oh my god, I paid way too much money for this. Why is this guy talking about his yeah. his GM? Like, come on. <laughs> oh my god, I know he is I, I don't I don't I don't know what happens. I don't know how this gets resolved because Daryl Morey is straight up saying he's playing for us. Like he's yeah. not budging. He saw the comments, he saw the clip of the little kids being confused, and Daryl Morey said, Cool. He's still gonna play for us. <laughs> this is a very bold strategy on the 76ers part as well. <laughs> yeah. This guy wants and out. <laughs> I, you know, I was talking to my friend about this actually yesterday, and, you know, he's just like, I, I see both sides. I get both sides. And maybe it's just me having no sympathy for James Harden because I just hate James Harden. I just don't Fair. like him. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't care. I... I'm trying to be, I'm an empath. I'm trying to understand, you know, what other people are feeling. But James Harden, shut the fuck up. Like you, (laughs) you have concocted situations for yourself time and time again. And then when suddenly you don't like it anymore, you freak out. And I, it's going to continue to be awkward. And I don't Forever. like that because I don't like awkward. <laughs> I don't like awkward things. But I don't see how. I. I mean, I. I just think he's gonna play for the Sixers. I think that that's. The I don't resolution think he will. I just. Oh, you don't think not? Think he will. No, I don't think that he'll. So James, the thing with James Harden is, is that he is somehow magically and always in the best situation for James Harden. At the yeah. end of the day, at the end of the day, like he figures out how to piss people off enough. Like he got fat on purpose in Houston so that he would get traded. Yeah. Like he, he stopped giving a shit and was just like, I'm going to throw on 20, 30 pounds and look real bad and real slow. And y'all are going to trade me. And they're like, we're not trading you. And then he just committed to the bit and they had to trade him. Yep. Um, now he's talking about how much he loves China and how much he's loved in China. I don't know if he'll just like, negate his contract and be in china i like i <laughs> i don't that would be james harden so is an enigma I'm, it, so yeah but so is james harden everything about this guy's storyline doesn't make sense he's silly he's just a silly silly man from six minutes from starting behind thabo cephalosha to being a superstar to being the quote-unquote wanderer because that's what he does he shows up and then he's gone 
<laughs> what a wanker. What a wanker. An absolute wanker. Um, if he goes to China, though, if he does, if that's like the whole whatever happens, rebrand. I hope he shaves his face. I hope. I, the, the pictures of him without his beard, he looks He's not the strange. same human. It's so weird. Well, to be fair, we haven't seen that chin in like 11 years. Who knows what it looks like? Who yeah, knows what um, it looks like right now? I think James, I think that's also part of the beard shtick is he doesn't know. So he's like, what if I'm ugly <laughs> under here? He's like, I don't want to find out. Yeah. I can't find out. This this hair is 10 years old. I can't shave it. Real. Ridiculous. Um, I mean, we're going to monitor the situation. It's huh? uncomfortable. Thanks, James. Uh, you are succeeding. Thanks. Pretty on brand, uh, though, we'll, for him. Yeah, very on brand. Also very on brand for the 76ers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, just... You know, having a superstar or a star that is confused as to if they want to stay there or not. I mean, even Joel Embiid, it's a very non-story, but it's a story. Joel Embiid took Philadelphia out of his bio. Ooh. I saw that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's attention-seeking. But trust the process. Go Philly. He's, <laughs> he's also a weird dude. Just uh, yeah. another weird yeah. guy. <laughs> like they, they stopped collecting dogs after they lost AI, and they just started collecting yeah. weirdos. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, let's get Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, yeah. James Harden. Another weirdo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like the Infinity Stone of goddamn weird players. <laughs> yeah. Best of luck to Daryl Morey. Best of luck to the 76ers. Best of luck to China. Best of luck to James Harden. Hopefully someone ends up being a winner in this situation. <laughs> I'm we lost. Back. <laughs> Everybody else lost. Everybody else lost. I'm sitting back. Who had to with witness my, this? My sunglasses on, watching this dumpster fire burn. <laughs> Real. I do want to. Before we go, I want to just yeah. hear from you, the man of reason. Oh, tell, God. tell me, tell everybody <laughs> not to worry about KP. I, we gotta do, I feel like every week we got to talk about KP. But now he actually is. is yeah, I know, he has plantar fasciitis. I know. I know. Which I, uh, I tweeted. I was like, so does my mom. So does now my mom. what? I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So last week I made the comment that uh, he wasn't injured. I was wrong. Hand up. My fault. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he has plantar fasciitis. Uh, they are keeping him out of the FIBA play. He's not playing for Latvia. As he um, should have probably not been anyway. As he, as he, but that's what I think it is. I think that because he's injury prone, because he has a history of being hurt, I think Brad and Joe give Team Latvia a call, and they're like, hey, we heard he's you know banged up. What's going on? And they're like, yeah, he's got a foot thing going on. Um, and the easiest way to get him out of playing is give it a diagnosis. Okay, he's got plantar yep. fasciitis. Um, okay, what does that look like? Well, they said it's a four to six week turnaround on rehab. Okay, well, he's in Latvia now. Let him do some rehab there and then get him back to Boston and do some rehab here. The, the, the league, the games, we got months. We got two months until we start playing basketball. The sky isn't falling. Okay, falling. <laughs> he's going to be okay. Even if you see him in a boot, even if you see him like on a on a goddamn handicapped scooter or whatever the shit is that they yeah. wheel around on when you mess up your leg, if he's on crutches, I don't care. I don't care how the aesthetics are. He's a big man. They have ankle, feet, leg problems. Yeah. 
we live we live with it with Rob. Come on. Um, yeah. It's just going to be something that we have to manage. Um, but I think that they're getting ahead of it. Uh, they're keeping them out of international play. Yeah. Uh, we're not we're not just green lighting it like Danio and being like, yeah, do whatever. Italy's got you. Now we're kind of like, all right, uh, other country, this is our guy. <laughs> you can't just like risk his uh, career here. So please do not let him play. And please give him a good rehab session. Yeah. Uh, so I'm further digging the hole. <laughs> just deeper and deeper I go. But we are okay. Everything's fine. The sky fine. is not falling. Everything is fine. KP will be there for opening night. Yes, he will. And he will have a great Celtic season. I say through smile with fear behind my eyes. Smile and wave. <laughs> smile and wave, boys. Do you have any comments on the plantar fasciitis and Mr. Kristaps Porzingis? No, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting. I'm trusting in what you're saying. I'm believing that this is more precautionary than it is anything else. Um, I think it's the right call to be careful with him. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him on the court sure. as a Celtic. We'll leave it at that. Good. Nice. Everyone else can freak out. We're just going to quietly sit here and listen to my false prophecies. Everything is we'll fine. Just keep chilling. We're going to be just okay. Keep <laughs> just cooling over here. All good. Um, but that's everything. That's all we had written down for this week. We appreciate everyone who came by and listened. Grace, you, thank you, you know, as always, for popping in and being my co-host and the back and forth and everything. Uh, thank you, PTP, Primetime Productions, at Primetime Prods, P-R-O-D-S, yeah. on Twitter. Uh, give, them, give them a follow. Give them a, a like and subscribe. That's not the right oh, medium yeah. for, to, say, to say this, but whatever. Um, you know, a whole bunch of great pods over there, uh, a whole bunch of great people over there, uh, website coming soon, lot to look forward to, uh, they're our mama bear, we are nothing without them, we are remiss to not even mention them, PTP, we got your back, you got our back, all love. Yeah, that's, uh, episode number three from Meat Man and Grace, thank you all for tuning in, go Celtics or go fuck yourself. Pants shitter. Um, <laughs> I'm never gonna let him live that down. He'll he'll try and dot, deny and duck that story all the time. But yeah, Paul, Paul, it's okay. Everything, you, things happen. Whatever. Just at this point, own it. Uh, own it. <laughs> own it. Just lean into it. <laughs> <laughs>